Welcome back to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, a.k.a. the NFC. I'm your host, Alex Meacham. And to my left... To the left, to the left. ...is the very talented, very well-informed, usually penless, no Snapchat, nope. no Venmo, but he is a local fashion icon, ladies and gentlemen, Glenn Riley. What up? And front and center is our super producer, Mario Doremus. What what okay, you're oh Glenn, you're in charge of the intro songs. And yeah. usually you do a pretty good job. You know, you're not feeling this. I am not feeling this. Who is it? This is um French Montana, a little pump. Welcome to the party. Oh man. It it it's it, the beat is obviously based on this is for my um, old, old no limit, yeah, yeah, Master P. Yeah, know. so this is kind of like a modern incarnation of that. I, I thought you'd appreciate it, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm heartbroken that you're not. <laughs> so what's going on? What's going on, fellas? Just taking it easy, man. I'm trying to see if Mario got my gift card. Mario, you have a gift card for Glenn? Next show, I promise. Next show, dun, dun, okay. Dun, dun. You said that last show. Did I? Yeah, yeah. it's all good though. So Mario, I said I promise this time. Okay, update us. <laughs> so this update us. Um, we know that you didn't reach the uh, bench press challenge, but we're going to have to probably pull the hold on that for a while. You're hurt right now, Mario. Yeah, uh, I think I got a hernia right now. So. Okay, you're going to need to let that rest, man. I've, I've been there. Once you get that healed, I need you to come back better than ever, and we're going to re. We're gonna re-engage this whole no, bench don't, press. No, don't do that. I think, but we're gonna set. A, I think it's over with. I think it's done. Let's set a realistic. I think he's already hit his max. Three oh five, I think, is realistic. First of all, why oh five? Just make it three hundred. No one like like you're not you're not competing on, on a in Bulgaria. Like like everybody's pretty <laughs> much much agreed. That if you say three hundred, they would be fine with that. Three oh five just seems superfluous. And how much do you weigh? One. 65? Yeah. So what? what's the point? Who cares whether you can lift 280 or, or 305? Well, I, I get it. You, you're setting goals, right? Personal goals. Would that be right? Yeah. So I get that. You don't care if But any... it's not like you're – it has no functionality in your life. But I, I get that. But there are goals you can set. How heavy set. are the women you're dating, Mario? <laughs> you need to – you 305 is your number. Now, Mario, I've got to tell you something. i got a phone call today. I got a phone call from Jamal Lucas. He was at the Houston Rockets practice facility. He was watching CP work out. And he told me a little story. And Glenn's going to appreciate this. Apparently, you and Jamal played one-on-one recently. We and did. We've, we've talked about this in the past. How'd that one-on-one go, Mario? Uh, not well for me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, but see... Mario got an excuse though, because he was he was he was he was oh the hernia no no but it was pre hernia the weight he he was he was too he was too muscle bound he he, he lost his agility in his quest for for three oh five Mario see he, he said you punch did you punch a wall oh would that yeah. be correct oh man. I Mario's don't take too kind of lo- losing his temper ah Mario Gee, do you punch a wall when you lose bets to Glenn. <laughs> Nope. nope because because it, it happens it happens it seems to happen a lot so like, so Glenn how you doing. I'm taking it easy. Not, not, can't complain. Anything new? Uh, nothing I can think of. I'm just I'm just living life, man. Well, I've got a story for you. Break it down. So I went on vacation. I'm just getting back from L.A. Yeah, yeah. You're tan. Uh, I did. I know. I was out hiking in the mountains. Yeah. I was on the beach every day. And I'll tell you what. It is. It, it, 
there's no better feeling for see I'm a schedule guy. Mm-hmm. I need to know where I need to be at what time and, and I need that scheduled out for the week. But on vacation it was so great because I'd wake up and go Nothing to do. What mountain am I gonna go to and hike? And what uh, beach am I gonna go to? That's pretty much Glenn's daily life. I just wake up and it's just clear. I, I tell you. Three and a half days a week. It's just like whatever. I, I enjoy that for the, the span of my vacation, but, but I had to get back. I had to get back. You're addicted. You're addicted to the procedure. I am. And, and everybody's different. Yeah. But I, I, my story is this. And, and Mario, I want you to listen to this story. It's, it's pretty crazy. So I go to Vegas. And when I get to Vegas from, from L.A., it takes about four hours. I fill up with gas. You drove? Yes, in oh, my wow. rental. Okay. Okay. I've done it What'd you a have? couple times. Uh, a Nissan. Okay. So... I drive to Vegas, I fill up on gas, um, I hang out in Vegas, drive back to L.A. So I'm back in L.A. for four or five days. So I get back to L.A., I'm kind of doing my thing, and the rental car I have is obviously different from my Toyota Highlander that I have. Yeah. And the gas gauge is digital on the Nissan. And, you know, L.A., it's sunshine every day, so when it shines in there, you can't really see the digital. Okay, it doesn't show up. And I'm, I'm hustling. I'm driving place to place. In L.A., you can't get from point A to point B. No doubt. You know, with, within an, it's an hour pretty much everywhere you go. So yeah. I had a meeting with Rob Parker yeah. from Fox Sports. So we were getting dinner, and I was meeting him at 5 o'clock. He had a 5 to 6 o'clock window, okay. and he had to go do his radio show. He's filling in for Doug Gottlieb. So he's like, you got to get here at 5. I'm on the 405 highway. Okay. Around 445. I'm 10 minutes away. You, I think you know where I'm going with this. And it, it, it takes you an hour and a half to get there? No. I'm on the middle lane of the 405. Okay. And I hope you ain't running out of gas. Traffic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you set that up. Traffic is slow, and I push the accelerator, and I go nowhere. Yeah. I'm out of gas on one of the busiest highways in America yeah. at 445 on a Wednesday. So I called AAA right away. I said, I'm on the 405. She's like, listen, we're going to send an emergency vehicle because it's dangerous to be yeah. in the middle lane on the 405. So I got people honking at me, yelling at me. And as I'm talking to her, a truck pulls up behind me. And it was a AAA truck. Okay. And I said to her, I was like, that is the fastest service I've ever had. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, there's a AAA truck behind me. She's like, what? So... The AAA guy, guys, he goes, I just happened to be driving. Yeah. He's like, you okay? I said, I ran out of gas. He And he happened to have a flatbed. Okay. Puts my car on a flatbed. I happen to be by Pico Boulevard exit, literally probably, you know, 50 yards from it. Takes me off Pico Boulevard, gets me gas. I get back, get to meet Rob Parker. Wow. I mean, I would have been – the lady told me on the phone when I called AAA, she said, you, you could have been stuck there almost five hours. Wow. I can believe it. And I was literally there 15 minutes between being stuck, getting off the highway. And getting to your destination. Is that crazy? That's crazy. And then I get home, and my, and my AAA membership, <laughs> like the, 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 the $66 is due. Okay. That's like the best $66. Oh, yeah. I, I, my, I mean, my mom gets it, and then I, I pay her whatever mm-hmm. for, for it and stuff. But, yeah, it, it's – um. I mean, it's one of those things that, that, you know, much like all insurances, you you go you might go ten years without it, but when you need it, it's just like it's it's magic. It is, for sure. So that's my story. But hey, let's 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 go ahead and jump into this. Uh episode fifty three. Fifty three. Wow, deep. All right, so the stat game. So we have a kind of a special edition of the stat game. And I'm gonna kinda take it 
a certain angle here with this. 1953. Okay. All right. In 1953, the famous sermon, The Eagle Stirreth Her Nest. What is this? Was delivered in 1953. The famous. 55 years ago. The famous sermon. It was so powerful that it was added to the National Registry of the U.S. Library of Congress in 2010. Okay. The sermon was delivered by C.L. Franklin, known as the man with the million-dollar voice. (laughs) He is also the father of the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Well, there you have it. Aretha's mother was also an accomplished gospel singer. Okay. Obviously, on um, August sixteenth, uh, Aretha Franklin passed away at her home in Detroit. I guess Stevie Wonder, yeah. um, and the family was was around her. So, I wanted to use that. And, I, and, and people, I, when she died, people said, "Well, what's Aretha's you know family background?" Not a lot of people knew. Yeah, well, I, mean, that, I knew she grew up in the church and everything. Her father was a minister. Yeah, but yeah. So, Glenn, I want you to sum up for us. In your words, a life, Aretha Franklin, the, the life of the, the queen. queen of souls. Yes, <laughs> I mean I don't know. It's it's weird because of you know it's the the bulk of her work was probably um, completed by the time I came into consciousness of her music. Um, probably her biggest hit while while I was uh, I'm aware of Aretha was either. Um, that we're going riding on the freeway, mm-hmm. <laughs> either that or um, apparently uh, I was riding on the freeway without gas. <laughs> yeah, man, that, 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 that's the theme. And that um, um, what is? It? I knew you were waiting for me. Okay, so so th- those were the the two big hits. But um, the the basic thing is that that she was kind of a a new type of singer as far as like the American consciousness was concerned in the sixties when the whole Motown thing was, and she was um, morphed into not just a gospel singer, but also a pop singer that had, I guess some of the, the, the soulfulness of the black church mm-hmm. within her music. So at the time that was like considered more groundbreaking than, you know, obviously soul music is kind of, you know, standard fare right um now and it's kind of odd because when you are talking about aretha franklin's songs um a great many of her songs were not her own but her interpretation became the signature um version of that song like you know respect is considered you know her signature song but that was originally uh i believe otis redding song and he was kind of salty that he knew when he heard her version that that it was, that, it was that, that, was, that was gonna win. Yeah, and and as many have said, it means quite a different thing from a man talking about um, respect when he comes home from work as opposed to a woman saying it to a man yeah. that has a whole different um, social register. Yeah. So yeah, I mean she was hugely important. Um, she was crazy versatile. Um, she did like the Ava Maria, whatever. Um, she sang like, um, opera songs at times. And you've heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like basically at a drop of a dime, she, she could, she could 
get the music and bang it out and win. Yeah. So so it's really um remarkable. A lot of divadom out of Aretha as well, who didn't necessarily get along with um a lot of other top Patty ones. LaBelle. Yeah. There is a scene in which she walks past Patty LaBelle that. that was um um Doing that shade. It was it, it was it was it was shade to the point of of of, of darkness. <laughs> now you know Aretha was never signed to Motown. Yeah, that that's um, I mean people. I guess every black um, soul act from the sixties you considered it just it just seems to be Motown and, and from Detroit and being from Detroit. Yeah, yeah. they, they uh, it it was it was um, the hometown. Um, player getting away, right? Right. It, it was they, they, they did. They weren't able to get their recruits in their backyard. <laughs> right. Sometime. Atlantic yeah. Records is who she was signed to. But you know, you made you made an interesting point. A lot of artists back during that time, it was like someone would write a song and they would just like lob it out there. Okay, yeah, everyone, whoever does yeah, the best person took a, took a crack. Yeah, it's crazy. It is, and, and I never really know how we um, evaluate artists of a certain time because you know. People give Drake hell saying he don't write his own stuff. Yeah. When he obviously writes. Majority the, the, of it. 97% of, of, of the raps are Drake's raps. I mean, I don't know if somebody gives you a bar here and there, but but obviously. But people will front on that like, I don't know if we can we can tr- trust this dude. Right. And like Whitney Houston didn't write, write nothing. Yeah. Like all these people were basically... You know Elvis. What did Elvis write? Elvis did, didn't write. You know. But wouldn't you say? I mean, hip hop is. I th- I think in some regards is is different. I think from a hook standpoint, I can understand where you know maybe a hook is written by, by somebody, somebody else. else. Yeah. But but your actual bars should uh, people for, in, in hip hop field should be authentic to you. Yeah, but I'm saying a singer, you basically just come in song pre-written. It's almost like right. it's basically you your voice is essentially an instrument. Right. So it, yep. it's all the same as if I write these notes and then I call in a session musician to play it. And that's and each musician adds that I mean, not to diminish anybody's genius, but it is a weird thing to to compare, say, Aretha Franklin to say a Nina Simone who was mm-hmm. actually composing most of the music she sang, right? Those are kind of different things, and also like a Nina Simone would take a song and radically reinterpret it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you know, like John Coltrane did, you know, my favorite things, but it's such a, a different interpretation that you can't say, well, this is just Rodgers and Hammerstein done over. Like there, yeah. there's something to be said when you take it. And go in your own direction, but I mean, not to diminish. And I think one thing with Aretha is, I think she got better. Her, her voice delivery, everything, uh-huh. as great as it was early on, it even got better with time. Okay, like I, I so a great example in what was it, 2015? Uh-huh. Um, she had a live performance. Um, uh, I think Barack, Michelle Obama was there. I, f- I forget what performance it was. Okay, it's one of the best live performances um that i i can remember one of my top one of my favorite ones uh-huh. and obviously it was 2015 yeah yeah she's and, not the not not in her quote-unquote prime but man it was so it was so good and they said aretha always um got her money in cash hey and, and died with 80 million <laughs> 
I saw, I saw that. Yeah. So that's crazy. So respect. So uh, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon told the story the other night of when she would come on the show. Okay. She would request the night before because you know TV studios are normally really cold. Uh huh. Okay. So. They tell people when you and your live audience, make sure you bring a coat. Yeah. That's why if you watch, most people have coats on. So she would request all the air be turned off the night before. Okay. She would come in and Jimmy Fallon says, it would be so hot. Like people up at the top row of the, the audience would, they'd have to bring them water. Like we're sweating. Uh-huh. And he said, Aretha, she'd walk out in a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? And she, she had trouble singing in the cold. Okay. Hence, a performance that she was very well known for, and uh-huh. her hat, yeah, was yeah. the inauguration. Yeah. And she says that's one of her worst performances. Okay. Because of the cold. Okay. Aretha was no stranger to a fur coat. Oh, boy. <laughs> no doubt about it. And, and, and the, the award show I'm talking about was the 2015 Kennedy Awards Okay. Oh, the Kennedy Center Honors. Yes. I got you. And she had the fur coat, and she took it off okay. during the performance and kind of dropped it. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. That was the, that was the, she killed him with that. Okay. Uh, that was the natural, uh, woman performance. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, uh, she performed, as you talked about her being versatile on the Blues Brothers movie. Yeah. Think. I, I watched it. Yeah. That, that, I, I really like that stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. She was very, and, and I think her music represented, and, and you've heard this many times before, but during that whole civil rights movement. Yeah. And her being the symbol. It was very much a soundtrack for, um, kind of a, a, a blue-collar black woman that prior to her probably did not have voice in popular music. No doubt. So 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 write that down, people at home. <laughs> now, did you <laughs> did you happen to see, Mario, I don't know if you saw this, but Al Sharpton. Okay. He did a segment. Um, Al Sharpton, is he on MSNBC? Yes. It's, okay, he's on MSNBC. So he did a segment. Honoring I'm sure, Aretha Franklin. I, needless to say, that was pure gold. Not only was it pure gold, he set it up really well. Like you, you know, he's just winding up and he's just going to knock it out at oh, the yeah, end. Yeah, he's, like yeah, he's delivering. Say what you want about about about, about Al Sharpton, but 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 when when he when he's on one, <laughs> boy, I think it was wasn't it the wasn't it Michael Jackson's funeral. That he hit the home run, okay, and he like turned and walked off. Do you remember that? No. Oh, he go back and watch okay. that one. But this one on MSNBC, he nailed it. And then at the end, he wanted to spell R E S P E C T. Oh, and he spelled it wrong. He spelled it wrong. Respect. He put R E S P I C T. Okay. And he and he said it like he meant it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Wow. Poor poor Al. Yeah. Al is on, on point. I remember he's on this thing uh, talking about. Uh, it's it's a uh, PBS uh, show about uh, basically America fifty years, uh-huh. uh, Black America fifty years after Martin Luther King mm-hmm. uh, passed away or assassinated, and it was a couple. Uh, it was last year, and he was talking about his mom, and when uh, Martin Luther King died, she basically went to him and was like, um, he he was just kind of. Like whatever, whatever about it, mm-hmm. and, he, and she just said, "You know, you didn't have to live the way I lived. You didn't have to." Um, the wife saying this? No, his 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 mom. His mom was telling mom. him to say, "You didn't have to, you know, sit on the back of the bus. Right, right. You didn't have to um, drink out of separate water f- fountains because you know 
he's living in New York and she's living in in, in um you know grew up in Alabama and okay. stuff. Said you didn't have to you know deal with all the indignities that I did. Said to you that was just a famous man who spoke at a church, but to me he changed my life. And it was just it was just a it was a mic drop moment for, yeah, for yeah. the worst guy. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. All right, so let's segue right into some sports topics. I want to talk about basketball-wise. Have you watched the highlights? Of Zion Williamson. 36 points the other night. Do you think he is the real deal, or is he overhyped right now? I think he's overhyped for the basketball player that he probably is going to become. But the highlights are pretty much undeniable. Right. I mean, that that's like the next – nobody that – heavy has been able to jump like that period end of sentence i mean blake griffin is the only like comparison i see to him and i don't know how his game would like obviously blake griffin is an all-star but blake griffin isn't a generational style player and that at that age we weren't touting blake griffin as such right and he's not even considered the best player on on the team because rj barrett is considered the uh the number one recruit or whatever right now yeah I, I've been impressed. Okay. I've been very impressed. And I and I was from the AAU time during the high school season, I thought he was getting way too much hype because a lot of times guys that can dunk the way he dunks. Hashtag seventh Williams. Get exactly get overhyped. Yeah. Just because you can dunk, but you need to see a well rounded part to, to their game. And I've seen I mean I, I obviously the competition's a little different. Yeah. You know, who they were playing, but I mean I saw so many positive things that I think mm-hmm. I think he's at the right school to learn. Okay. And I, I I don't know I mean nowadays based on hype you're 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 gonna fall somewhere in the draft. Like it's just known he's gonna he'd have to do something really bad not to be behind yeah, yeah, the draft. He, yeah, he's, he's gonna be a lottery pick right? probably minimum top five. But if he gets in better shape yeah, what else? I I can't see him Damn. not just because of like because he's listed as like two eighty five. Somebody online was talking about two ninety, yep. and I'm like, there's no way he's two ninety. And if he was weighed at two eighty five to start the the camp, he's, he's not, not that pl- much now. Exactly, yep. and 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 like he's, he reminds me physically of like a Larry Johnson, mm-hmm. if, if people can remember that far back. And and by the time, you know, obviously a. a, a a major college program's training is going to have you right nutrition. You know, ch- yeah, so so he's probably going to settle down. I would say what two fifty, two sixty, somewhere in that in a, in a but a cut version of of two sixty. You would hope. Yeah, you would hope. Mario, have you had a chance to see him? You impressed? Uh, impressed. Uh, it's pretty much what I expected. Okay. I mean, so far. So real deal or overrated? Uh, I think right now I would say overrated. Okay. I mean, because I mean, we have to look at you know what he will become. Because I'm obviously, I think he'll be one and done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, no doubt. And he's not gonna be playing against this these Canadian colleges. Yeah, Miguel and my and- thing is, a lot of the highlights, I want to say like ninety five percent of the ones that I've seen have all been like dunks or somewhere somewhere around the rim. I want to see more jump shots because he's he'll be a wing in the NBA. Yeah, and I I, I don't know you well, know because he won't be able to abuse and bully people in the NBA the way he has in high school and so far against the Canadian 
programs that they've been playing against. Well, well in, 20, in 2018, how many top-notch NBA players are without an outside shot? It, it's very few. It's right. few and far between. Right. Yeah. Well, here's what happens, though. When they get into league play, when, when people have scouted yeah, him. Yeah, you'll know. We'll we'll yeah, see he'll, where he's he'll, at. He'll, yeah, he'll 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 do some some amazing stuff in um, November, December, and then by January you'll start to know. But it's just gonna be it's the first time in a long time that a college team is going to have like a real following for at least for a year because because already this buzz is brewing and it, and it's more so than. It, it's been a long time. Well, even I don't know. Kentucky I think did. some of those UK teams had some pretty big followers. But you didn't have a star that 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 was like like Anthony Davis was the best player, but Anthony Davis didn't have an internet following based yeah. on the fact that it was like like I would agree with it that. Was with the fun to it, yeah. The the internet following for sure. Yeah. All right, let's let's jump in. We're we're, we're on the eve of the NFL. Let's, I want to talk about not not what team's going to be the best team in Super Bowl and all that, but the protest. That's okay. going on and how that's going to affect right now. Obviously, they changed up the protest. Yes. How, how do you see that playing out the rest of the season? Well, ESPN says they're not going to show it. Um, you agree with that? You think that's a good idea? Well, they didn't show the national anthem really anyway beforehand. So, so I think it's a good policy. But the deal is, they would always cover that somebody protests or not. And after a while, it's kind of like, well, are you going to do this every single week? To be like, okay, well, here's what Michael Jenkins did. Here, right. Here's what the, the two Dolphins, here's what Kenny Steele's did. Like, it, it just seems kind of, if you know that this is something that doesn't benefit you, and you also know that the story is the same week after week after week, then it does seem kind of like, why is this even noteworthy for, for you to uh, announce it? And I don't know, like, I mean, what's your feeling? Are people still continuing to boycott the NFL? I mean, on both conservatives who who don't want want to watch it and, and then <laughs> um, black people who don't want to watch it because they feel Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I told some black folks the other day, like, look, if you did this at your job, you would be fired, right? But you're not going to boycott your job. You're not going to, I mean, my thing is, there's something about, I'd have to almost boycott everything because everything is basically controlled by the same establishment mm -hmm. that would have a problem with Colin Kaepernick. So you're almost boycotting the, the, the it's almost like saying, if I jump into um, um, the gorilla cage at, at um, at Cincinnati Zoo. Harambe. Yeah, hashtag Harambe. <laughs> they will kill that gorilla because the gorilla poses a threat. Uh -huh. But that could be any gorilla. So just shoot all the gorillas because if that same, if you were to do the same thing, you would put, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the catalyst would take the same effect every place that, that, that would, you know, would go down that. So it kind of trips me out that people like say, well, well, they shouldn't be doing this. Like, yeah, they shouldn't, but every place would do that because it's affecting their bottom line to hire somebody. And how many you name me the the Fortune five hundred corporation that would tolerate an employee that they felt was um hindering their their monetary gain. Yeah. Now so do you do you see this being a storyline every weekend and even going into the Super Bowl? 
it will be progressively less and less, I feel. I don't know. I mean, the NFL has been silly because they keep on, when you make a um, a point about it, it then becomes a story. So it's like if you keep tweaking and changing the rule, I think they basically told Jerry Jones to shut up because he's making it worse because by bringing it up, you, you, you know it's a contentious issue. And it's like, look, people just want to watch a football game. It's yeah. like this is kind of – I don't know. It, it seems like in more deftly hand, deft hands, this could have um, been handled a lot better, and people would have been like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, and Trump doesn't help the cause by continuing to tweet. Well, obviously, he, he, wa- he wants to make it an issue because because that um, you know stirs up his base, many of whom we could comfortably say are racist. <laughs> Terrell Owens, speaking of controversy, Hall of Fame. Yeah, didn't show up. He just doesn't like like Middle Ohio. What what do you what do you what do you make of that? Do you agree with what he did? How he did it? Uh, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I would have preferred him him going there. Um, it was kind of a joke that basically a top three dude on any metric scale of, of wide receiver production didn't get in till what, the third try? So I thought, you know, obviously he did his share of, of of pissing off people, but even still, he was a first ballot Hall of Famer by the numbers, and that seems kind of... And so that's why he did it the way he did it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, if, if, if pissing off people is why you weren't a first ballot Hall of Famer, then why not continue to piss them off? <laughs> well, he, he's doing a good job of that. Randy Moss, his yeah. tie, uh, created a little bit of controversy. Uh yeah, respect to Randy Moss or R E S P I C T. <laughs> Randy Moss is pretty much my favorite uh, player, um, in, in football history almost. Talent and off the field, yeah, personality. Yeah, Randy Moss was j- j- just just country. Yeah, just it, it didn't give a f it country is, ghetto. The the, the 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 straight cash homie thing was always great. Um, I take off every day. Uh, every year, I take off February thirteenth for Randy Moss Day. I don't. I don't go to work that day. They. They don't. That. That's just the rule. They. They know. They know. Yeah. That's a. By the way, tangent. If you got a lot of work days, uh, sick days available, pick friends, family, um, respected wide receivers, and just tell them like, yeah, I don't work these days. They. They got to deal with. It. It's a vacation day, and you know, I. I behave accordingly. <laughs> Mario, what do you think about that? Uh, I work every day, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and Randy Moss appears on our, on our screen while we're talking about him. Sure why? Does. Because Randy Moss works in mysterious ways. Yes, he does. Um, his, but I'm still taking Terrell Owens over Randy Moss. Who? Terrell Owens. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I don't know. I couldn't hear you. I don't know. Never feuded with quarterbacks. That and the the two greatest offenses, scoring offenses in history, had one thing in common: Randy Moss and no Super Bowl. I mean, how many rings does T.O. have? No, but I'm, I'm not claiming him to have any. Yeah, but I mean, but he he basically got one step over. And if a if a dude could have hit a, a field goal, he, he would have been in one. Hey, and, and speaking of Super Bowls and quarterbacks, is this the year that Brady falls off? Yes. I mean, it's got to catch up to him at some point, right? Brady would never fall off. I mean, it's it's got to because I, you, you go from I – mean, I don't think it's going to be a gradual thing with him. I think it's just going to be fall off. Well, that that's what Max Kellerman's been saying, but 
I don't know. I don't think they go to the Super Bowl this year. Okay. But but his his production, is he going to fall off? I don't think so. I don't know. The system benefits him in too many ways. Okay. Well, I mean, he's just a, a, a really, you know, if he doesn't get injured, now obviously age itself is kind of, affects your 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 abilities to the extent of injury but i mean he's on all this new age stuff it seems like that that's been working for him whenever somebody is like it's tough to say the last time i saw you you were great so this time out you're gonna be bad you know what i'm saying so i mean when it happens it'll happen but until it happens i'm not gonna predict against it it's just like saying will lebron james be be great next year it's like uh he was great last year so i mean you know obviously at some point lebron james isn't gonna be great but and it's gonna happen yeah it's gonna happen but i'm saying father time's undefeated but if the last season you had you were great i think there is a a there is a a midpoint between being great and falling off so like Peyton Manning was good, and then Peyton Manning had like a season where he's like, eh, I don't know about Peyton Manning. Then he had a bad season. Yeah. Well, I think that's because more so it had to do with his injury. Yeah, but I'm saying, but but isn't age kind of a like he recovered from his neck injury, but then he slowly, you know, wasn't a good quarterback. Yeah. After a while. Yeah, but the neck injury, I, I think, had more so to do with him falling off than his age because had he never had suffered that neck injury and he was still able to play, I don't think that he would have fell off the way that he did. Possibly, you gotta, but you gotta I'm saying, but, imagine but, that, you know, you're playing with a very severe uh, neck injury or recovering from a but that, severe neck injury. But that's injury what age and does. And moving to play in the cold weather without that altitude definitely affected the way uh, he threw the ball. Well, altitude help, helps the, your velocity. But but what I'm saying is the man said he couldn't he said he couldn't feel it like in his fingertips. I mean, but that that that's cold. But not but but that's not necessarily altitude. The thinner air would would help on your 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 distance. But I'm just saying you you're basically saying the same thing because at age forty you don't recover like you do when you're age thirty. So regardless of I mean Brady has past injuries that obviously at a certain age. That's gonna, you know, hurt his overall. You know what I'm saying? The the it's the cumulative effect of it that you can't bounce back when you're 41 years old as you could have, mm-hmm. you know, a decade prior. So, so you 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 think? I think he's still good. This you think year. he's still good, Mario? I think that he'll have a down year. I, I think I think the and I listen. You guys know a lot more about the NFL than I do, but I, light years more. Light years. <laughs> but I I think just based on history, I think. The the Patriots is, I think that ship is the way good? it is is going to be done. I don't know. By the way, Mario, do you know how to bet on football? Like now, the betting betting is supposed to be legal, but it, it's not up and running yet. When you you do have any word on that? Because by the betting the Patriots to win the AFC East has been the best bet in sports literally really the past sixteen years. I, I think they've won it every year. Oh, the past except 16. maybe one. Yeah, nah, and I, I think they'll win it again this year. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. So I'm trying to I'm trying to put money on that if I can. Well, I'm going to Vegas next week, so let me know. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we, we can do it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, speaking of putting money on it, let me ask you about putting your money on the situation 
at Ohio State right now? If you were to put money on it, is Urban Meyer going to be the coach at Ohio State this season? Mario. Yes. Glenn. Yes. yes. Really? Yeah. So you think he'll just get get suspended for a little bit? I don't even know if that happens. Everything that, that, that has gone down seemingly in the last couple weeks seems to be pointing upward from when it was at the first point. And I think he, he basically lied to the media, but he didn't lie to Ohio State, which okay. is ultimately counts more. So I don't know. But I, I haven't heard anything that, that sounds, you know. Do you think he deserves to be fired? No. Mario? I think he'll be suspended for the first three games, which are all That's pretty much specific. winnable games without him. Okay. Uh, but no, I don't think he should be fired. You don't think he should be fired? No. So you don't think under his watch as the head coach, with something like that going down, it's not on him? I don't think lying to the media is something he should lose his job. If he didn't lie to the, the people that pay him, then I think he's fine. Okay. There you have it. So – Let's quickly talk about. So, the, so, so, oh. so, what we're really saying is another loss for Michigan. The, the, Ohio no. State versus Michigan. So, Who wins? Michigan. We got this year. You, of course, you do. Shea Patterson. I mean, Mario. Shea Patterson. You just have no legitimacy on the issue anymore because because you, you you say it. You're gonna say it regardless. And Glenn doesn't do that. Glenn picks the better team and and keeps being right. Who do you pick this year? Glenn. Ohio State because they're they're the better team. Okay. It's, it's not like it's, it's because they're Ohio State. Is no, it's because them. they're at home and they're ranked higher. When okay, <laughs> so I mean, when do they play Michigan? The last game of the season, season. November, last game. November twentieth around there. Okay, but I mean, but but you understand what I'm saying. You who do got, you who do you think's gonna win, Alex? I would pick Ohio State. Yes, because they're at home. At home, that that would be the biggest. They're the thing. higher ranked team, and they have a better coach. <laughs> I mean, it's just they're kinda, the higher ranked team right now. But I'm saying, but but, that, but, I, I, but I don't but even. That's based on on what Mario? It's not based on 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 based picking on last, straws. It's, it's based on the way last year ended, and, and who, it's also based on the recruiting class. And it's based and 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 on, on who left last year. And and Michigan had a um, let's say Ohio State lost more people, but still that we are considered to have a more talented team. And I, I would think say, they have I would the best say, player in the country, but I don't know if they're necessarily overall more uh or they're more overall more talented. Uh, I, I would say they we have, we have more draft picks, but 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 uh, home field advantage too. Yeah, I that's don't what care I'm in college. Look, in college, in college football, that's huge. It, it is, it is, it very is. Huge. But I'm telling you, rivals, rivalries are rivalries, and I'm going to agree with him. Urban Meyer is a far better coach. Yeah. How many rivalries has Urban Meyer? Um, what was Urban Meyer's record against Michigan? I don't think he's lost a game. Exactly. <laughs> that's all you have to say until this year. Hey Mario, do you have uh, Michigan Jordan gear? Yes, uh, yeah, I got, I got some. You got some shirts and I might shirts. buy some some of that Oklahoma Jordan gear, but 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 you liking that? Michigan. Well, I'm just saying it's nice that Jordan Brand could be affiliated with um, a winning football program at some point. <laughs> my Gators, my Gators have gone Jordan. I know you just you're just you're, you're just, like your brothers just got to be be be. Meech about the stock power. This, this is the gear. easiest. <laughs> this is the easiest Christmas gifts I've ever gotten. This is just free merch into the program and just just shipping up the road to to, to Alex. Now you and I had a uh, a message exchange. So we've got Jordan School and the Gators. Yep, one of my favorite teams. My nephew's high school is now wearing Jordan. Really? Yeah, Gainesville High. They got the uniforms. Uh, I don't know if they have the uniforms yet, okay. but all their 
like shirts okay. and warm up stuff is oh, Jordan. Shout out to shout out to your uh, nephew. Yeah, yeah, had a good game. Thank you. Yeah, he's uh, his first year. He's a two way player. Okay. He's also on special teams. Okay, uh, seven receptions, interception. He stopped a touchdown. So what um, is he now? What what what's his? He's what position? No, what what's his? Uh, senior. Okay, All he's right. a so, senior. So this this the big time now. This is big time. Now they play Thursday night against uh, Columbia, who beat the number one ranked team okay. in the state. So it's a it's a big game in Florida okay. for them. Now on paper. They sh- my my nephew's team should probably get blown out based okay. on on yeah, paper, yeah. but I you, mean, plus that's the time if you if you have a a good game, you know, you, you might you might show show up some people. So yeah. is Isaac Meacham going to be a Bearcat? Uh, his two schools, right? He's he's visited uh, Columbia. Okay, and good. yeah, well, go shit. Well, there you go. That's where you go. Yeah, Columbia. That's Ivy League. Yep, and I think um he's had I think he had conversations with. It was either Harvard or Yale. I can't remember which one. So he's, he's got the grades for that. Oh yeah. Oh he's, yeah. We'll, we'll go to go to Harvard then. Um, he's super smart. I I would push Columbia because it's in New York City. Yeah. I think he would like the cultural experience of New York City. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, I don't know. But that's a big cultural shift to go from New York from Florida. Yeah, to Yeah, you New can't York. drive. But I think yeah, that's true. But I think that's something he needs. I think he'd like to do like media stuff, like maybe broadcasting in Columbia is a good school for that as yeah. well. But I mean, but Boston's not like, you know what I'm saying? No, like no, no, you're, no, you're, no, you're, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. You're, 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 you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's all top, top five, top six. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to visit him in, in yeah, New no York. Doubt. Yeah. I figure on that. You, do you see the storm coming out here? Yeah, I'm just looking at these clouds. Like, it, like, it, are, are we are we about to are we about to die? Is this the last podcast ever? The, there is like a, a line of like clear skies. That is and a dark, crazy. It's, it, it looks like a, a spaceship is just kind of descended upon the city. So I don't I don't know what what's gonna gonna be in the in the on this ride home. But we we might just be camping out here. <laughs> All right, so. Glenn, earlier today you went to the movies, and yeah. I want to talk about two specific movies that have come out. Um, the first being Spike Lee's new movie, Black Klansman. Yeah. I'm going to go see that with my father here this weekend, hopefully. Okay. Have you seen it? Yes. Thoughts? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought, thought it was uh, very well done and, and somewhat timely for, for nowadays, but it was um, Denzel's son did a, uh, a really good job, John David Washington. Who, and, who um, played it? Played football at Penn, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was, it was excellent. Um, I've seen some some blowback on people saying like, "Well, you know, this isn't um, the police were 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 a lot more concerned with um, infiltrating black groups than they ever were as far as infiltrating yeah. the Klan." But I mean, but the, that's kind of you know the objective of the film is just kind of the, just like how how this one police department kind of you know. The the novelty of that it was a black officer that you're talking on the phone to, but that but it was a white officer that was actually right in the field. But yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. And I tell you the the trailers and the interviews leading up to the movie. I don't think I've been more excited to see a movie in a long time than this movie. Okay, I want to get that book. Okay, the the book that yeah the Ron Stallman yeah uh-huh. I, I definitely want to get that. So what'd you go see today? Crazy Rich Asians. Tell us about that. Uh, I'm actually fascinated by this movie as well. Well, I love Crazy Rich Asians, and the movie was fine as well. But okay. no, but no, it was it was um it was dope. It's um there's always kind of a nexus that I feel between like like um like wealth and like 
romantic comedies. It's kind of like that in like the fashion industry or whatever. It's kind of like that that um, sweet spot that Sex in the City hit for just years, in which you were kind of like like there's kind of like this this never watched cultural that show. really good show. I don't know how um, watching it now would affect, but like there's something about like. You see these these rich people in like Vanity Fair, like all these fashion magazines that are mm-hmm. like having di- like like just a a whale of a time, and there there never feels like there's a real window into that world. It it always keeping up with the Kardashians, but he, but that's so so you almost want the scripted version as opposed to the reality show version because it's not really it's not portrayed in the same sense of glamour. So like, like this one the the way the 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 basic plot is that the dude is like super wealthy, but the girl doesn't really know it because he didn't really kind of, you know want want the the girlfriend to think that he's you know the joint or whatever. But in China, his family is like you know the shit, right? <laughs> so. She goes back there, um, goes with him to a, uh, accompany him to a friend's wedding. So you basically have this party that they they go to, um, where like he he she meets the mom or whatever. And then you see like the and she doesn't know. Yeah, well she well she soon finds out. But but at that like, time at that point she yeah, doesn't know. Yeah. So you and you have like the separate bachelor parties and the West and it, it's really it's really dope because it's just like. You know, if you had the money, what would your your bachelor party look like? What would what would your your right. bachelorette party look like? What would be, you know, where would you have the wedding? Like the wedding scenes are just off the chain. Just like you know, they said like in in the thing they said it was um forty million dollars for for that that that's that's what the the characters say when they're talking about how right. much they spent. So and it's like Lamborghinis. The the one chick who's like her best friend, who's kind of like. She's like new money rich and not old money rich. So she's kind of like 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 kind of more flavorful and stuff. And she's like pushing like the um, the Audi um, like SS joint, whatever the soft mm-hmm. hook. It's just like it's just a lot of dope stuff on, on that level. But yeah, I really I really thought it was good. And like the 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 story of kind of like um kind of like the generational responsibilities and kind of like the new world is is dope as well. But yeah, five stars. Mario, do any of these movies excite you? Black Klansman? I'm definitely going to see Black Klansman. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians? I don't know. Not feeling it? No, it's not that I'm not feeling it. I mean, I think that obviously, I think I I will want to see it for a cultural experience. It's not necessarily a anything. Yeah, yeah. It was weird though. Thought there would be a lot of Asians at the uh, cinema. this is just a, a random fact, but I, I am a fan of Sex in the City. Okay. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Ne- well, if, never if, seen if, it. if you like Sex in the City, you would you would enjoy this because it's still kind of like the 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 girl friendships, the the cattiness between the 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 chicks that don't you know whatever that that, that ain't on what you on, and then the whole you know money and fashion and all that stuff, but. Um, surprisingly, I don't think there was any Asian people in the in the cinema, and I, I thought I was gonna be like, like the minority. Yeah, well, I thought I thought I was gonna be like one of those things where, like, when I go to the Asian food market sometimes, 
and I'm like the only black person there. And I'm kind of like big it up, and I'm like, yeah, you know, hey, you know, I, I get down with y'all. We 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 all good. And <laughs> and I thought I was gonna have to be like like uh you know in that mode. And I don't think it was it was probably 35 people at the cinema, and, and not not a single Asian amongst them. Wow. Now I want to I want to segue into a post you had on Facebook, but ironically, you made a post on Facebook an hour prior to your Facebook post. I tweeted this out. Okay. Ice T has played an officer slash detective on Law and Order for 18 years now. Got to give him some props for that. I tweeted that out an hour later. You posted about Law and Order. Yeah, I put every Law and Well, you could read read the tweet. I, I didn't see. I, I don't have your tweet oh, okay. right here with me. Okay. But go ahead. But go I ahead tell said, every episode of Law and Order is the same level of pretty good. Now, Law and Order is my show, man. Okay. So you're saying that, like, it's a show that I doom, doom. it's it sucks you in, and like I I feel like I can't walk away from it. Yeah, once you're in, you're in for the whole thing. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> and it's not like it's like it's not like it's great. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, and I I actually I mean I agreed with your I agreed with your post. Like I love watching Law and Order. Like I get sucked in. It's like Pringles and like Pringles aren't. No one can eat just one. You can't eat just one. Like you end up eating well, the whole can. Well, here, here's the thing about Law and Order. Law and Order ain't making no um, segues. We're going from scene to scene. Like, like, um, <laughs> um, man, I hear she has a boyfriend that li- lives um, lives in Queens. Next, bam, dum, we're, dum. we're knocking out the door. We're, we're in Queens. Hey, don't mess around. Yeah, we're just moving along. So it's like, like every scene is progression. And it's moving at such a pace that you're just like, yo, like, 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 what could be said? But here's what I love about Law and Order, and and there's so many of them. Oh, I could turn, I could turn on TNT and see a Law and Order show I have never seen before, and I watch all the time. Yeah, I, that, that's one thing I do love about it. And there's just so many different yeah, and, and, versions of it. Yeah, and it's not, it's not like and, you're gonna ha- have like a um um like like. Oh yeah, th- he did it. Like you, you still got to you, know, you. You've seen so many that you're not right, right, right. You can actually watch the same episode like once every three months, and you would completely forget the the the, the joint. Now we've got to give Ice T props. I, I was having a conversation. I was in L.A. and I was talking to a, I had dinner with my good friend Corey Dantzler, and we uh-huh. were talking. He asked me. He said, Corey said to me, he said, "Hey, my son and I were having this debate, and I want to get your opinion. Who is the best hip hop artist?" turn actor like what hip-hop artist has turned into one of the best actors okay and you know he named some people ice cube and will smith and and i said man like ice t i don't think gets the props okay not that he's great but the consistency i mean 18 years on law and order like his role is like yeah easily disposable and yes. we won't forget that he did new jack city new jack city absolutely yeah i mean i th- I thought always that Tupac had the most potential as an actor, mm-hmm. even more so than Will Smith. And you know, obviously, that I thought I thought Pac was a better actor than like pure bar spitting rapper, which is you know unpopular opinion alert. But I agree. But I thought what what he what he showed in the time he showed that he was legitimately talented as an actor. I, I I agree with that. But you have to remember those are his roots. Like he, he grew up yeah, yeah. acting and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I I'd agree with that. Some might say that that, that his character in, in real life was actually acting. B- Big said that was Bishop. But but you know, 
heaven forbid Tretch hears this and comes after me. <laughs> yeah, Tretch will bust you up. Hey, let's jump into our blast from the past. Break it down. You know what? I'm not even going to set this up. Okay. I'm I'm gonna let it play, and, and Mario, I want you to let it roll. I want you to listen to this whole whole verse. Okay. Peace to the God. Peace to Hey yo, there go that brother Grand Poopa. Heard that brother got knowledge. Yo, Joe and Jay, brother. Yo, let's have that brother come over and add on to the site. Brand Nubian. Yep. Grand Pooba. The guy, Grand Pooba. And, and I, I grabbed this based on once I get all my stuff from your Facebook post. So you you really need to to, to I don't I don't a lot of people send me friend requests and I simply ignore them. So shout out to shout out to everybody on the waiting list that I don't let in. <laughs> it, it's nothing personal, but I, I put up enough things that could be deemed offensive to enough people. So yeah, you you've been you've been blocked by a friend of ours. Ha- hashtag objectionably dope. Um, I, I have to tell you a, st- a story too about 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 something as well. Right. So, but uh, Brand Nubian. Yeah, Grand Pooba. I would have preferred you had played um, Two Thousand by Grand Pooba. Okay. Um, uh, no, not Two Thousand. I like it by Grand Pooba. Okay. Yeah, but my favorite Grand Pooba song. But I, I play I played this one, and the reason I picked this one was because the the. The consciousness, yeah, yeah, of what he was saying, and and it kind of played into your post. Yeah, but well, what bit. I was saying is, people often point to who's the most influential rapper, and usually, you know, Jay Z and Pac, and your your the names that people say are normally the names of people who at one point in time were considered the greatest rapper of all time. But I was making the case that Graham Poobah is rivaling Jay-Z in the purely aesthetic sensibilities that he basically kind of laid the foundation for what, like, smart black kids in the 90s and hip-hop fans were kind of, quote-unquote, on. So the look of, like, how would you dress as a as a conscious black kid in, in high school or in college? What would be, like, some of the 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 tenets of your core beliefs or whatever. And like, like not eating pork. That was like something that yeah. I don't really eat pork anymore and probably haven't since like the mid nineties. And that's probably based on just grand Pooba. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think I, there are a lot. No, let me stop you. I think there are a lot of people in that boat. Would you yeah. agree with that from, from our yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's weird because I, I know some people might be listening. It's like, what? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that, that was kind of a thing that, 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 that went down. Um, and then just like Polo and Timberlands and Jabot Jeans. Jeans, Brand X and Tommy Hilfiger, like all this kind of 
were were streams of of what was first you know from the river of Grand Puba for sure. Early Kanye aesthetic wise sure. is all the fact that rappers are wear backpacks uh, is, is is this comes from Grand Puba. Know your history, people. No, I was <laughs> I actually was going to mention Kanye West. Yeah, I, I I think I think he would tell you if you got to the core of him that yeah. Grand Puba influenced him. As yeah, much as yeah, anybody as, else. As much as anybody, if not more than anybody else. Certainly, college dropout. Kanye West, in many sense, was the um, the resuming of the early 90s Grand, Grand Poobah Brand Nubians era. It was almost as, if, as if, if, if you told me that, okay, they have a 10-year-old brother in 1992, and, and this is what he's going to be on. Mm-hmm. He basically... Is, Kanye West was the yeah. full, um, what was the actualization of what Chi Ali should have become, <laughs> and, and 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 that'll be posted later on tonight. Hey, by the way, go watch those videos of Chi Ali after he got out of jail for okay. for, for murder. Uh, Fascinating. Okay, dude was a straight gangster. <laughs> okay, so back to Kanye West. One issue, and I saw someone post this. Um, I believe on Twitter, and she I thought she did a great job of of putting this that like hip hop is the only is one of the only music forms where our past and think about it, our past in hip hop is not that long ago. Not at all. Where this generation has no idea about the past, like a Kanye was influenced by Grand Puba. Whereas you got, if you were to, if Whitney Houston was to say, I don't know who Aretha Franklin is. It would be a scandal. All right. If, if Kevin Hart said, I don't know who Richard Pryor is. Yeah. Right. But, but with hip hop, if you ask anybody that's of a certain age about Grand Puba and, and it's, it, that is, it was a tweet today and I, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, I understand it, but the speed of the art form is so fast that you can, it would almost seem, if you were a musician, you would have to know about musicians that came prior to you to even give you the idea that you would want to do this. But hip-hop is is so fast and so regional that I don't know if the music of Little Pump draws anything from Run DMC or Eric B and Rakim or even Biggie and Tupac and even Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? The music of like, and in fact, people who are looking for the next thing coming, it might even benefit you to not know what has come before because the thing that you're doing now is that much more original because it doesn't have any basis in the past. Yeah. So, I get it. It is weird, but like I kind of understand why. And plus, it sounds bad, but like a lot of rappers come from situations in which there's just kind of a, a, a you're coming from a dumb environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I get what you, you're saying. You would think that like previous generations had, um, th- there's something like, having all the information in front of you having the internet you can listen to everybody ever yeah 
And you would think that people would use that tool to do so. They don't. But what happens more often is that you just flood yourself to whatever you like. Right. Like, you know, like when, when you talk about like people with fake news and everything and you're kind of like, well, how can anybody just be in the Fox News bubble? Because you would think that it would just be a normal person would just say, OK, well, let me look at Fox. Let me look at CBS. Let me look at CNN. Let me just check out what everybody's saying mm-hmm. and kind of like saying, OK, now I kind of got the story. Right. But instead, people just delve into what they they're on and don't get outside of that. And it's like, that's that's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's what's happening. OK, real quick. Mario. This weekend, two chains got married. The wedding of the year. By far. At the wedding, Kanye West shows up in sandals that were two and a half sizes too small. And and when I say sandals, I don't, I don't even know if I'm – I don't know what you would – they look like orthopedic sandals. They're like slides. Sandals. Slides with – With big Velcro, and, they're, and they're, they're puffy. It's like they're padded. Right. Ultra padded. So – you guys saw this, right? Mario, yeah, you saw, I saw the the Yeezy slides. The 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 is that what they're called? Yeah, the Yeezy slides. Now, now obviously, I, I heard. I don't know if this to be true, but I heard that whoever's in charge of getting him his stuff had the wrong size, and he wore it anyway. Okay. I, now I don't know that, that to be true. Well, how do w- how does that work in in slides though? Like it doesn't fit. It's not an exacting fit, dude. To have small slides is terrible. To have the back of your heel hanging off is terrible. I don't care how big that Ultra Boost sole he had on there is. It's uncomfortable. But Very much But so. can't you just slide your foot up? That's no, part of it your, being your slides. No, your not supposed to hang off either from the back or the front. I slides. get that. But I'm saying, but you can, you're, you're either doing one or the other. It, you, you can compensate. You can meet somewhere in the middle. Right, but. Either way, it was a bad look, right? We agree yeah, on that? Look, yeah, yeah look, terrible it's, look, it's ridiculous. Now, the suit, too. Okay, apparently the suit was the, the suit wrong was size. Okay, well, I don't know. And, and, and he doesn't wear shirts often when he wears his suits as well. Which I actually like that look. <laughs> I, I, like the, I like the suit jacket with no shirt underneath. The, kind of the 76. If you're, yeah, if you're Marvin Gaye. I, I, I think it's, a, I think it's a kind of a dope look. Like, if I was going to a super fashionable thing, uh-huh. I'd probably get about three or four chains. <laughs> and, and, and you, a, you want to go with two? And, no, three. <laughs> and a and a sports jacket where that comes up, that buttons up a little bit higher, and okay. no shirt underneath. I All think right. it's a good look. But I, I didn't like. I like the color of his suit. Yeah, I like the, the color. I, like, I thought the suit was dope if it if it was fitted differently. And he it wasn't fitted. He wore. He had the 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 suit is basically a a tonal. What would you say? Like light blue screen kind of but like like real muted yeah. hues and it's it's louis vuitton so the imprint is like is the louis vuitton monogram mm-hmm. yep so the suit is off the chain if you no pun intended if you wore it regularly <laughs> if you if you had it fitted and wore like you know what a normal person would wear which would be a shirt and some appropriate shoes but that was not the 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 direction <laughs> Um, Kanye West chose to go to yeah. and, and, and by the uh, way Drake dissed Kanye West over the weekend as well I, I saw that then Kanye flopped yeah instead of when Kanye dropped right yeah he switched the the lyrics so, so you see what happened right we're sitting up here talking about Kanye West outfit 
and Kanye being at Two Chains' wedding, but we're really not focused on the fact that Two Chains got married. Sure, I mean Kanye did the Kanye thing. That's that's that's. But I but I from what I hear, I don't think Kanye meant for the outfit to come across the way it did. Uh-huh. I think he still would have got attention for wearing slides with a suit. Well, you know what what Kanye wears has been a thing in the culture for the past fifteen years. Without so, I mean, a doubt. You know, Obviously, here's the thing. You're famous. You invite famous people, but the people who you invite are more famous than you, so they become the story. Right. I mean, that that's why, you know, that's why Nicki Minaj is mad because Kylie Jenner could could generate more views for for Travis Scott's album to the point that she was denied the number 1 spot this week. Yeah. Nicki Minaj, that's your girl, man. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't big on the album. I kind of think her, her time may have passed. I agree with that. Real quick, before we, we segue into the last part here, speaking of marriages, did you see this? Glenn, I know you enjoy soccer, and I don't know the guy's name, but the Nigerian soccer player divorced his wife, who was the 2017 Miss Nigeria, Okay, divorced her, and now he's married to 2018. 2018. He re-upped. Miss Nigeria. He got the new J's. How, <laughs> well, that's basic how, math. How dope is that? Man, I, man I, whatever that is, I've, I've got I've to I've delve into this. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know his name, but we, we've... That's a player move. And guess what? There's another pageant coming. <laughs> that's right. But that's smart. Hey. So, it's, it's like having a 2016 car, and then you're you able to get a 2017. Why not? You said he leasing them. He leasing these women in, the, in these in these in these Nigerian streets. All right, okay, back to women. The, the, the last thing I want to end with. This is our new segment. Back to women. <laughs> the top three Aretha Franklin songs. Okay. Of all time, uh, Mario. I'm gonna let you start with yours. I'm not too big on Aretha. I won't lie to you. Uh, not saying that she can't sing, but I just you know for for me listening to her music, uh, <laughs> but Natural sing. Woman. Okay. Okay. That's your what? That's number one. Okay. Number two, I would go with uh, Riding on the Freeway. Okay. And then three, got to go with Respect. Okay. okay. Fair enough. That's I, yeah, solid list. You, solid list. I would have preferred you go three, two, one, but fine. Okay, three. Um, I knew you were waiting. Okay. Uh, are you are you usually sing like a little bit? I knew you were waiting. Yes, I knew you were waiting for me. <laughs> these, these clean vocals. <laughs> Number two, until you come back to me, that's what I'm gone. You know who wrote that, right? Who's that? Stevie Wonder. No, I didn't know that. He he wrote it, called her up, and said, "I got a song for you." She says, "I'm in." Didn't even hear it. And number oh, no doubt. And number one, say a little prayer for you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You went away from I went I went with Burt Bacharach, the, the Dion Warwick standard. But then again, that's another case of Aretha making a song wrong. But I still probably pref- We don't have time, but don't don't but 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 if we ever get on a Dion Warwick tangent, we, we can go to we can go up uh, a couple a, <laughs> a couple half hours on that one. Okay. So I'm actually gonna go one, two, three. Okay. Uh natural woman. Okay. I love that. Until you come back to me, number two. Okay. Number three, Glenn, is uh, a, a song that's been like a lot of these songs been done quite a few times. Holy, holy. Okay. Marvin Gaye did it. 
Okay. Um, I think John Legend then <sighs> John Legend tried to do a mixture of Aretha's and Marvin Gaye's version because they were two drastically okay. different versions. But I would say Holy Holy in for me is Aretha's my favorite Aretha Franklin song okay. of all time. I understand Natural Woman is just a powerful song and But that's the thing, like what what is considered an Aretha Franklin song when so many of these songs are kind of like community property. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I and 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 I and I get that. But I think one of the one of the greatest gifts though, for especially for like singers who do that is the fact that you're able to take a song that somebody else did and then make it your own when and then a lot of people acknowledge that song being your song. Yeah, but but it but it's weird when people, I don't know. It, it's 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 kind of two different schools of thought because well, it's just kind of like with the, with the song "My Girl." Smokey Robinson wrote the song, yeah, and obviously the, had a a, the, a different it, version of the song. Yeah, but, the but then he gave it to the Temptations. Yeah, but I'm saying like like first of all, every song once it's done is kind of in like the public domain if you choose to 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 right. it out. But like no one's saying like. uh you know, I like John Mayer's version of Thriller. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something like yeah, that. Like, no. like certain songs are just kind of like, like you know, a Prince song is a Prince song once right. once Prince does it. So it's kind of you know, I feel like the the if the writer of the song performed it and was a notable artist, you got to do a little bit more than to say to take that. You know, like Aretha did out with respect. Like Aretha's version was so much more than his that it counts as, like, her song. Mm -hmm. But in general, I just don't think, like, I just couldn't say, well, okay, John Legend, I know he he's a great singer. I'm just going to have him do the the Marvin Gaye catalog. And if, if, he, if he lucks up and does, you know, sexual healing better than Marvin Gaye. Right. It still ain't his song. It's, it's it, Marvin's song. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's I kind get of what you're a, saying. Yeah. Well, listen. Hey, no offense, Glenn. the 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 intro, it's you, not your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. But what I would like to do. In fact, it makes you hate tea. I I want to go out and just just um, tribute to Aretha. Okay. With holy, holy. Oh my, gracious! Have you heard this before? I'm sure I've heard the it. strings on it. Okay. Turn up a little bit more. The strings on it are just let it go. Are crazy dope. Playing this when, when this storm hits us on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll appreciate this one. This is the live version. Right that would explain the clapping. this no oh my god this is this is like i'm gonna need you to play that that, that uh french montana little then, pup. hey mario do not go back to that i'm gonna take that penn station gift card back <laughs> it's too late <laughs> sing it girl hey we want to thank everybody for listening to another edition 
of the No Further Comments podcast as we sway back and forth in the studio. Uh, please pass a little money for the youth offering coming around to your left. <laughs> You'll see uh, women in, in white gloves. Uh, we don't ask that you give much, but give what you can, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the church life can't stay on without your help. Appreciate everybody listening to episode number 53, and hopefully we survived the storm. 10% of your earnings. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham. I'm Glenn Riley, and uh, may Jesus be with you. <laughs>